<laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. My name is John Getz from GNL. And uh, today on GNL Voice, we have Mr. Larry Thiel of Signature Systems. And uh, just a little background of Larry. He has more than 40 years of experience um, that has, has given us a depth of knowledge and in him um, a practical experience in our industry. He has four degrees, um, a, an MBA and a master's in MIS. And not only that, he's a former professor. And that, that intrigues me a lot, too. I would like to have a separate discussion about him on that, because I, I did some of that, too, at one time. Um, and I had the pleasure of meeting Larry at the most recent GNL roundtable uh, in Las Vegas this year. And we had some great discussions, and we talked about potential topics for a, an interview. But I have to admit, Larry, one of the most intriguing things that we talked about was the fact that back in the day, you had the chance to see Iron Butterfly in concert. You saw the full 17-minute rendition of Inagata De Vida and got to experience the full three-minute drum solo. I, uh, that is just, I'm just so jealous knowing that. So. <laughs> wow. I, 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 John, I, I, one, I am humbled. Um, thank you so much for the beautiful, you know, the intro. Um, yeah, Iron Butterfly, that was my first concert. Uh, I think it was 1969, I believe, or around there. And I think I was 14 and I kind of like, I snuck in. Um, it was the electric factory in Philadelphia, the old original. And I had, it was incredible. Um, I still remember it. And in fact, I shouldn't really tell you this, but some of my passwords, well, they used to be, they're not anymore because I changed it, mind you, was Iron Butterfly. But <laughs> if someone asks, you know, how you have to do, um, what are your three questions, your mother's maiden name and your favorite this and that, it used to be one of your favorite concerts and I'd put Iron Butterfly because I think what it did, John, it, it just, it established, I don't know, the future of my music uh, prowess or wanting to be uh, look. I saw Hendrix. I mean, I'm that old. Okay. I'm that old. Didn't know so, that. That's incredible. So, yeah, and and and, but I think about the uh, about the degrees and stuff. Um, I think with age comes wisdom, and I'm very wise, which is probably a backhanded compliment to my age. I think, but uh, yeah, um, but I knew it. Uh, you know, at the round table, which is one of the best venues ever what Jeannie does and everyone you know it's a herculean task with a bunch of great people who get together where else can you get together with titans of the industry and really sit down and have meaningful conversations and for us to win the innovation award for 2022 i'm still i'm still uh, it, it it, it touches my heart. Uh, uh, I'm very humbled and honored. Yeah. Well, that was a, a it was a great roundtable this year, and we were had you know you and Infor and um, Agilisys were all the winners, and it was great having having you there. Um, Thank you. And it, you know, look, and it's well deserved. I mean, Agilisys is uh, a big name in the industry. Infor equally, and. Uh, 
we're just proud to be mentioned in the same breath as as those two great companies. So we are honored. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, for our listeners and viewers, you know, you've written a lot of, of great articles for the magazine. And, you know, we're taking a tangent in one of those articles, and we're going to be talking about some of those concepts today, and specifically rethinking online ordering and delivery for in-house dining. Now, you know, a lot of folks, maybe when they're, they hear about this, or they think of online ordering, they're thinking, you know, going on your phone and getting, a, you know, Domino's pizza delivered to your home. But that's not really what we're talking about here, is it? Uh, well, we can, but no. no. <laughs> um, 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 now, you, you know, I, it's, it's what happens is this, and I look at this and I think, John, that, you know, habits become, uh, things that become habits happen over time. And one of the things that the pandemic ushered in was the certain habit of online ordering. It was there before, obviously. Yeah, but I think that that because it sadly the pandemic was years in the making and lasting, and we still have some effects of that, sadly. What it does though, it, people be, you know have habits. And the habit now of I'm picking up my phone here because my phone is now the new front of the house. Yep. By ordering. And when I, I look at self-serve and things like that, I I really want to use the term guest empowerment because that's what self-serve really is. It empowers the guest. Now, for the you know for the F and B space in a casino, what's the goal you think of a casino? I would guess it one of the goals is to keep your players playing is to keep them on the casino floor mm-hmm. or at least have them come back to the floor as quickly as possible. Have you ever noticed how many times people are playing and then they have to get up because nature calls and they're hungry and they leave? Well, will they come back? Hopefully, maybe, but the idea to keep them there And I was thinking about this, John, and I said, you know, online ordering is now a staple. It's a habit. And we think about, like you mentioned, you know, delivery is the the pizza guy coming up to your house. That's all we think about. Yeah. But haven't we always done, quote unquote, delivery in a casino? Well, yeah, we always have the servers like the cocktail servers bringing you drinks. Well, that's a form of delivery. So it's time to rethink what delivery means. And if we can ensure that guests can remain in place and order and receive food and or beverages, well, that's the secret sauce, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I see it. I, you know, I was, I've been in gaming for several decades <laughs> and i i just know way back in the day i was working with um a property in the central u.s and we're talking with the gm and he was getting upset because people were leaving their their seats to go you know go home and eat or whatever and he yeah. said I wish, I wish there was a way 
um, that we could fix that. And, you know, that was, you know, in the 90s. So it was already a something that that people were thinking about. And uh, that cell phone, you know, your a smartphone didn't exist back then. Right. You know? So there was right. nothing, right. nothing right. to do. Now, flash forward 30 years, and we're still thinking about it. But now we have the technology to make it happen. Whereas before we maybe we didn't, but now we do. So why not harness the power of that technology to fulfill a dream that was 30 years or so in the making, mm -hmm. which kind of makes sense. And, and get those players to stay at the, the machines. Cause there are, there are people who, who, you know, look for a specific machine and they don't want to leave. So if you can double that revenue, get them to stay at the game and eat at the game, Yes, well, you know, uh, that's, you know. And the best part, John, is the fact that normally solutions are costly. Well, this doesn't really add expenses to your bottom line. Rather, I'll argue it, it adds income. It adds revenue. <laughs> because having someone stay and or if they leave to get them back as quickly as possible instead of having to stand in the queue you know in line um you know i look at it too as a convenience you know let's say you want to order something and you're with your significant other or friend or colleague or family or whatever well take your front of the house and in one order, you can say, oh, I'm going to get this from this location, this from that location, this from that location, done. Mm -hmm. And behind the scenes, you know, your POS provider works it all out. We can do that. But meanwhile, it's, it's totally seamless to the user. Yeah, I, I was at a, a concert this weekend in the cities. And uh, not Iron Butterfly, but a band called Trampled by Turtles. I love the name. Trampled um, by Turtles. Trampled by Turtles. They're out of Duluth. They're plotting, plotting. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it may be a gigantic tortoise, <laughs> but I've yet to be trampled by a turtle. But I love the marketing of the name because yeah, it's, 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 a it's great memorable. Movie. Yes. And um, they had QR codes throughout the venue where you could take your phone and, and scan that QR code, um, order food and or drinks, and they would bring it to your seat. Really? Yeah. Well, see, there you go. I mean, and when I was beguiled by bison at Yellowstone, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I thought I, I yeah, I, yeah, because we're, <laughs> okay. So, so um, you know, I, so, so, a uh, fact about concert is uh, next week. Next week, I'll be going to see um, um, Trans Siberian Orchestra because oh. it's the holiday time. Yes, that's, that's and cool. in April, I'm going to see not not the city but the band Chicago. Well, that's cool. And I saw Chicago at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. It was in the early 70s, maybe mid 70s. So Back it's been a long time. The, uh, the original, yes, the original Chicago, the Chicago yeah. Transit Authority, Terry yep. Kath, and all that stuff. And, mm -hmm. and that's when I had long hair. It went from <laughs> long to gone. <laughs> Compost happens, right? So long to gone, you know how it is. Um, 
So, so you know, and I was thinking about the online ordering process, and I'll call it in-place dining, because in-place dining is really what you want. You want to serve your guests wherever they reside mm -hmm. on prem. That could be at a gaming table. It could be at a slot machine. It could be at the spa. It could be at the poolside. It, it could wherever. But to have it, have the guest order, and have it delivered. Now, granted, you're not going to get a full course meal at slot machine five hundred two. <laughs> No, but, but there's room for finger food. There's room for a burger. That there's room for a quesadilla. That there's something and drinks and such. But it's rather than waiting for someone to come to you, you empower the guests with the ability to order and have it brought to them and be notified that it's coming via text. Whoa! Like, isn't that nice? Yeah, that, and you said a couple of, of key words there, you know, guest empowerment. I mean, they, most guests would, would, would much rather just be in control of, of what they're doing instead of having to wait, um, you know, for a, someone to come and take your order and then have no idea if it, what time it's going to come or if it will come. So, you know, case in point, John, um, when I was at a casino uh, out in Vegas not too long ago, you know, um, I, I, I had food, I ordered. Uh, it took a little while and I'm not complaining because the servers do an incredible job and they are incredibly busy and we just wanna make it easier for them. And what happened was um, you eat and then you play the dance and the dance is you're finished eating, you sit there and you wait, and finally the check will come. And then you get out your credit card and you wait. And then they go back with your card and yeah. then they come back to the table. And that process, and I'm thinking about the process of the dance. And I realize, you know, servers are very, very busy and it's a very difficult job and they deserve. Tip your servers wisely, please. Tip them healthy mm -hmm. and tip them. And, but what happens is if we can make it easier, we can just check out from your phone, QR code or something, um, you know, pay the bill, use your loyalty, use your comps, whatever tender, it would, free them up to be able to serve other guests. And in turn, the tables would turn over quicker, which means more revenue, and the guests will be happier, which means they're gonna post reviews online, which means you're gonna get more positive feedback and you're gonna get more loyalty. And that in turn creates revenue. So using, you know, harnessing the power of technology is really meaningful and measurable if you want to increase your bottom line. And that's not only revenue, but it's saving time and effort. Yeah, and short, like you call it the dance, but shortening that dance to something 
more manageable because you're right yes. it does take a long time and yes and the only dance i want to lengthen would be the tango because it's <laughs> kind of you know but that's a whole other story for <laughs> another gno voice but so, so so but you know so looking at online ordering and i want to mention there there are essentially three distinct say ordering platforms in online ordering there's native online ordering that's through your pos provider if they offer there's third-party standalone and there's the direct integration with an aggregator and i kind of i guess i can talk about all three yeah why why don't you that, that would that would provide some good background and then um um because i have a couple of questions on how yeah. how it, it could work so let's go sure. with the first one where you're um, this okay, is so native so native so what's native you know obviously and i'm not talking tribal native which is really funny because when i was at a, a convention not too long ago um uh someone came up to me because i had a on our booth i had this thing that said native integration and native this and native that so and this person who came up to me was a Native American and jokingly said, oh, thank you for including me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we we got a nice kick out of that. But um, it's probably the most cost effective and brand upholding platform is Native because it's custom designed by your provider for your brand and it's directly integrated into the point of sale. So basically, um, it's, it's cost effective because you don't have to deal with a third party. You just deal with your payment, you know, with your provider. But it's it's built in. It's designed. It's built into the software for your point of sale. So that's probably the i would say the best way but that's not the only way so larry on on that example there um i understand how it works from the casinos perspective how would mm -hmm. that work from the guests perspective ah well you know and that's a great point so typically native or non-native there's a mobile app now it doesn't even have to be an app. It could actually be something where it could be a bookmark it and you don't have to actually download something because some people don't want to download another app. I've got another app on my phone. Yes. Another thing to manage and updates to the app and this and that. I like the bookmark because bookmark actually saves me space. It's it's just easier for me instead of going through the process but basically so at a casino so you go on to the the casino's app and then you say hmm food and beverage or food or whatever and you click and there's a list of all the restaurants all the establishments okay, okay. inside the casino and you can say wow i like this and you click on that and up comes your pictures of your food and the pricing and and all that stuff 
And then you pay by either, you know, you say, I'm going to pay by whatever, my card, uh, my ePay, my you know, Apple Pay or Samsung Pay or Google Pay, or better yet, I'm going to use my rewards money. Points, yes. My yeah. points, my comps. You know, you could even possibly scan a QR code. Let's say you get a voucher. So we'll have a voucher. So you pick up your phone and boop, you scan the voucher, it reads the QR code and it's paid. So, you know, that's, that is really convenient. It's fast. And back to that term we're going to use a lot, it's guest empowerment. Now, there is another way you could not have it natively integrated and you could use third-party standalone. Have you ever been to a restaurant and you go, there's a section there, which I'll call tablet hell. <laughs> because John, you have a tablet for every third party. So if you're, I'll say Uber Eats, tablet, Grubhub, tablet, Postmates, tablet, yep. whatever, tablet, 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 and his tablets are all over and the wires and the tablets that you're trying to manage. Does it work? Yeah, it can work. If it's not integrated for every online order you get, you got to take that order and you got to manually put it into your POS in order to reconcile because nothing gets made in the kitchen unless mm -hmm. you want to sale. And you could play that and you could do that back and forth, but really? Um, yeah, no. And there's also something called direct integrator. Uh, it's directly integrated with an aggregator. So what's an aggregator? Uh, there's a, there are a few companies out there. I'll mention two at the top of my head. There's one called Chally, there's one called Olo. And basically what they do, they aggregate. So if you sign up, let's say with, I'll pick Chally or pick XYZ or whatever. If you integrate with them, they integrate in turn with all the others. So basically, if you go with an aggregator, you really need just one tablet for the aggregator because they do it behind the scenes. But better, if your POS provider has direct integration to the aggregator, you don't even need a, a separate standalone tablet. Right. So it, it all comes into your all-in-one POS, and that way, you've eliminated your tablet hell, and you also have the popular platforms. Now, that's in a traditional space because obviously you're not gonna have Uber come into your casino. I was just gonna ask you about that because, you know. You're not. No. Sure, sure. So, so in a casino, obviously, if you have native integration, you're going to have it where a patron, a guest, would go to your site, your app, your website, mm -hmm. order food from myriad choices that you may have in your establishment, pay with one tender, not 
separate tenders. Oh, well, I want this, but my wife wants that, or my husband wants this, or yeah. my friend, or my colleague. And you're checking out five times for five different people. You check out once, and you pay with loyalty. And then all of a sudden, the runners or the servers or whatever you want to call them that you have will come and drop off your food. Now, that's the part two. So part one is the platform, ordering the food. Part two is how does it get fulfilled? The fulfillment process. Ah, because because on part one, you know, if if a rest if a casino has five different restaurants and you order something from each of those five different restaurants, that becomes just this this what could be a nightmare of orders to manage and funnel through to get to you at the pool, you and your family at the pool. It could be a nightmare if the technology behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's where you get to part two. After we get to part two. <laughs> so, so, so ideally there'd be something now, you know, I don't want to sell us even though I could, I want to educate because I'm an educator. We have something called, it's, it's, it, it's like an in-place dining app because I'm naming it in-place dining and it's an app. But let's say that the solution would be that this app would enhance, would fulfill the online ordering process. And how would it do that? Well, there has to be something for everyone. So let's say you're, John, you're there and you have your family and you're at the hotel and they're all over the place and you want to order food and have it delivered for, you know, food and beverage. And you do your online ordering. Well, the fulfillment part with this app that the POS provider would furnish natively would do a number of things. For a guest, you're the guest, you're the patron, wouldn't it be great if you can get a text that's saying, hey, your food just left the kitchen, it'll be there in five minutes, it'll be there in 10 minutes. Whoa, it'll be there in you know, whoa, because knowing that you can plan Let's say you're in your room at the hotel. Let's say that they have a property and you, you're at your, you're in your room and you want to return as quickly as possible to the casino floor. Mm -hmm. And that's the ultimate goal, right? Yes, clearly. And let's say you do this and you say, gee, I ordered food. When's it coming? I need to take a shower. I need to use their facilities. I need to make a phone call. I, well, I don't want to be disturbed. I, I want to know. Or what if you're playing at a table and you want to know when's the not knowing is really detrimental to the user experience. And it's distracting. And it, it clearly because you're always saying, when is it? When is it? You're yeah. looking at your watch, you're looking at where is it? I'm hungry. Knowing, even if they tell you, hey, we're busy, it's going to be 10 minutes. Okay. Now I know I can hold out. Yeah. I can't hold out indefinitely not knowing, but knowing, great. 
Yeah, so they'll text you and say, hey, on its way. Oh, that's the Holy Grail. So, and then when you realize it's on its way, that's when you double down and say all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you'll say, I should have ordered the steak, obviously. <laughs> But but that's another story for yet another GNL voice. Um, It helps also, let's say you're the runner. I'll call it a runner, you can be the server, whatever terminology for the person or people who bring you the food. Well, one, in this app, wouldn't it be nice if there's instructions that say, hey, just drop off at the if you're in your room, drop off at the door, don't knock. Because maybe you're not dressed properly. Maybe something, you know, there's reasons, there's things that you can say. More importantly, the app would say reminders, reminders for the runner. If you get food and you, let's say there's often overlooked items like I forgot the condiments. I forgot the utensils. I forgot they wanted extra napkins. I don't know. Then you have to go back and get it and come back. And your experience has been diminished because you're they're lacking what you want. I, I asked for an extra side of mayo. Now you have to wait. Meanwhile, your food is getting cold, let's say, or, you know, or whatever. So this way, this, this app would not only have status updates, it would also give reminders to the staff, make sure John's order has his extra pickles that he wanted. Yep. And that makes you a happy camper. And for management, because it's an app, because it's data, wow, imagine the data you would get. We have players playing and they ordered this, they ordered that. All the data of what they order, when they order it, how they want it, knowledge is power. And in the restaurant industry or the F&B industry in a casino and you know, elsewhere, empowering management with decisions, real-time decisions where they can know, you know, spoilage and and things like that are so important because the margins are very thin. Well, if they know what to order, what guests are ordering, isn't that the holy grail? Yeah, data in general is the holy grail for management. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that I've you know, since COVID, I've noticed restaurants, they, they work a lot. Some restaurants are working differently. Sure. Um, and, you know, living in the cities, I went to a few restaurants where you, you're basically ordering on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all the, ru- there's a runner who brings food. That's yes. all. You yes. never really interact with anyone when you're making the order. And I have found that by doing that, I'm actually ordering more. Because in the in the, t- the traditional way, you have your, the that. server comes, makes, you, takes your order, they go, they bring the food, you eat, and you go. But you're sitting there talking with your friends, and you you place your first order, they bring your pizza or whatever, and then 
And then 10 minutes later, you say, you know what? I think I'm going to try the, the appetizer. So you order that on your phone too. And it just keeps accumulating. Uh, so the, the opportunity to eat, to order even more. I am so glad that you mentioned that, John, because we keep statistics, obviously. I mean, every company does. And we have seen what the industry says is a an average standard. We have seen that and more. It is about 18% on average increase in tickets from online order. And that's like, well, well why? Well, there's a number of reasons, but how about this? In a traditional space where you go up and you and you get a menu, I've seen menus and they're pretty good. How many pictures are on a menu, like of food? Very few, if any. Very few. It's text. Does that make you salivate? No. But if I see a picture of something, whoa, that looks, especially high margin items, yes. that dessert looks insane. The high margin items you have with pictures to make it look really good. Then what an online ordering app does or platform does, it's an automatic upsell rather than, you know, how can, how can a static menu upsell? You can't. You can't. You just can't. You can't. So an online ordering menu not only has pictures, it's visual, it's enticing, and we're humans, we're eyes, you know, and then we sort of, you eat with your eyes. Well, that's mm -hmm. what they say. Well, there you go. Not only that, but it automatically upsells. Well, hey, you know, and then you can highlight your specials. You can highlight things that you want. There's a psychology of menu design, menu development, enhancement, all that stuff that we could help with too. But the tickets are higher. Now, now that we've established this 18%, there's a secret to get up to 30% more. Okay. You got to fill us in on that one, Terry. <laughs> Larry, nothing to do is it Terry? <laughs> there's nothing to do with iron butterfly. <laughs> but, but I can make it somehow. Well, no. Okay. But kiosks, guest empowerment, self-service kiosks are now being placed all over the casino floor for a number of reasons. Number one, I would say, well, for the convenience, obviously, for the things that I mentioned, you know, it's pictures, it's empowerment, it's automatic upsell, it's programmed to get people to buy more. But we have seen, statistically speaking, and the industry would agree, it's about a 30% increase. Wow. And, you know, it's kind of funny when you think about it. Because I was in line the other day at an establishment going to eat something. And I'm in line and I'm looking and I'm looking at the menu board. Well, the last thing I want to do, because I'm a nice guy, is to hold up the line behind me when there's a queue of people waiting. Um, I think uh, let's uh, maybe... 
you go with what you normally get. Same thing. I'll have this. You don't experiment. You don't try something new. You know, I think I'll add on that. It's just you want to get in and get out. Get out. Yep. I do that all the time. Yeah. But at a kiosk, it's like, hmm, especially, especially those, they also come with AI-enabled artificial intelligence. They come with like little cameras that they can see and they can recognize facial recognition. John, welcome back. You know, try something new today because they know what you've ordered. I mean, this is data. This is big data. And they can say, well, gee, why don't we try this today? Or why don't we upsell or upsize, you know, this or that? Hey, we're having a special on that. The programmatically, you know, the programmatic process to ordering is only really limited by your imagination and the ability of your provider. Mm -hmm. But so therefore, you can sort of use that not only for food and beverage, obviously, but for concert tickets or for uh, what if there's a buffet and you say, gee, they usually sell out. I want to come to the buffet at a certain time. You get a ticket that for two o'clock. I got, hey, I scored tickets for the buffet. Yeah. There's all these things you can do with a self-serve kiosk, especially those that have an abundance of tenders. You can still do cash because there are some like, like an ATM, but more importantly, you can do card, you can do e-wallet, you can do voucher, you can do QR code, so many ways to pay for your order. And that has shown to be 30%. So online ordering at 18 on average, kiosk at 30. I mean, I guess I have mm -hmm. a question. Why, why, why wouldn't not? you? Yeah, it, it's gotten to the point now. I, I even hate using my credit card. I like being able to just tap my phone on whatever that device is sure. and then click a button, done, you know. You know, it's kind of interesting here in Philly, in Philadelphia area, we have a, a company called Wawa. Uh, it's like a Sheets or a 7-Eleven. Yes, I've heard. Yep, know, okay. Convenience yep. store. Yep. And, and, and what they adopted kiosks for ordering a long time ago. And I'm like, wow, is this going to work? And then I realize I'm watching the people. Is there a small learning curve? Absolutely. And in the beginning, I would say maybe you have a greeter or someone who stands by the kiosk and says, hey, I could help you, especially if someone is technologically challenged. But I watch my 91-year-old mother, and she's ordering and ordering and this and that and all that. So, you know, it can be done. It's not just for the millennials, although it's really for them. Yeah. And and Gen X and Z and Y. And, but I'm a boomer, and I use it all the time. They're right. I mean, yep. Why wouldn't I? Because who doesn't want to be empowered? And, and that's, you know, we are, you've been going back to guest empowerment and you know, just empowerment in general. You know, I was at uh, um, 
this would be Sam's Club. I got get Sam's mm -hmm. Club Costco mixed up all the time. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. But Sam's Club has, you know, I go to their app and while I'm shopping, you know, I can scan the barcode and it registers what I'm having or what I've what I've purchased, what's in my cart. I do that I, a whole food. And I don't have to go through Amazon Fresh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to go through the line. I just oh, and yeah. I put more stuff in yeah. my cart knowing that. Well, I put a lot more in. <laughs> and in, you know, what's funny too, it's another way of doing it. It's like marketing. Marketing is you cast a wide net. Well, with offering technology, and you still have the tried and true. If people say, I don't like technology, I want to talk to someone, well, you have that too. Mm -hmm. You know, what it does, what I like about a kiosk, well, there are a number of things. It never calls in sick. No, it doesn't. It, it does not have to be paid overtime. <laughs> it never has a bad hair day. It never forgets to upsell. But if you still want the personal service, you still can have the personal service. It's just you're offering something. And I think it shows an establishment. It shows that we're technology savvy and we know what our guests want. When guests are happy, um usually they don't really do anything they sit on their hands but when they're unhappy it goes viral yes yep so if you can prevent things from going but hey i went to this casino and i had to wait and i had to do this i had to dance or whatever and i'm not a dancer you know that kind of thing so but you know what um i also think that from a practical standpoint john placing uh, orders on a personal device. You know what I like about that too? It eliminates language barriers when speaking. You know, English may not be someone's first language. And because we're a beautiful, wonderful melting pot, we have the ability now to say, hey, I feel I can't really, I don't really know the language that well, but I'm hungry and I came here. So it eliminates that. It eliminates hearing issues. You're trying to speak. Maybe someone is here, especially when we wore masks, remember with yes. COVID and who yeah. knows, you're trying to order, order. It sounds like you're ordering at uh, a yeah. <laughs> You know, so it does that. It, it also, reduces the in-person queue for entering a restaurant. We have to wait and oh my goodness, that line's gonna take me 20 minutes or whatever. Um, it eliminates the need for you to touch publicly handed hard copy menus if, if there is a pandemic or pandemic-like situation. And it allows for seamless and contactless payments and everything nowadays should be seamless and contactless. Yeah, it doesn't need, you don't need to be um, some of that, some of that personal involvement. You don't need, it always adds, but you don't need some of that. And, you know, I, going back to the kiosks, I remember when, when some of the hotels first started using kiosks back in the late nineties, it really didn't work. Um, more often than not, they had a little out, sticky on that says out of order. 
And um, wow. but it's like your website, you know, under development. Yes. Yeah. Coming it, soon. What? Yeah. It, people would just look at that and walk away. But my last trip to Las Vegas, looking at the, you know, the the way things have changed, the the line at the front desk was relatively minimal, but they had probably twelve kiosks out there, and they were everyone was at in front of that kiosk. Everyone. No one wants to stand in line. Yep. You, you're standing in line only if there's a problem that can't be solved otherwise, and you have to wait. It's not a fun experience. No. And now everything is about the experience and guest empowerment. And I think that's what's going to elevate a casino to get to the next level. And because now, Word of mouth is everything. Unhappy, it goes viral. It goes online. You know, and I think if a casino doesn't, well, I think their competitors will. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. So, I mean, they're, they're innovators. They're people who are visionaries, who are sort of ahead of the curve. But I think this technology is so mainstream now that there really is no reason not to adopt it and adopt it well. Now, doing that requires, it requires, a, a, I would say, a partnership with your POS provider who could do this for you and do all the heavy lifting. Because if you're going to rely on your internal teams to do it and all that stuff, I mean, there's a lot happening. So I think the partnership is key making sure that your provider or the provider can, you know, can actually do what's necessary. Um, I think the true measure of a business, of a provider, it's not necessarily when things are working because you expect them to work, paying yeah. to work, but because it is technology, hardware and software and compost happens for lack of a better <laughs> term. Um, it's how it's handled, how they react when there's help needed and trying to fix things and resolve things. And if you could trust your partner to do that, um, it's gonna be a very happy, healthy marriage. Yeah, and in 20 years of the GNL Roundtable, one of the common themes I think I've heard almost every year is, is the, the the executives who attend there and you you were there this year so you saw the you know the community round the community aspect of it and then the executives and then asking things back and forth um and one of the common themes almost every year was the executives don't want don't necessarily want vendors they want partners um and that's that i think is is what is, everyone is looking for i am i am elated beyond belief that you mentioned this, John, because you obviously get it. You get it. Um, it's the voice of the customer. You have to listen to the voice of the customer. Anyone can be a vendor. Yep. I'm selling, I'm hawking, I'm selling this, I'm selling that. Okay, after the sale, well, have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> Call this number, you know. Monday to Friday, nine to five. <laughs> that's when things always break, right? Yes. Yep. Things always yep. break nine to five. Hey, right. Ne never out. Never, never out. Weekends or holidays. No, nope. no, no. Never. Never. 
So having someone who's a partner to tell them and say, hey, look, it's like the president and his cabinet. You have advisors who know specifically really well what they know. Well, your provider, your partner should know exactly what you need to get to the next level, how you need it, how it's supposed to be implemented and supported, and then advise you and say, well, this is a trend and here's what can be meaningful and measurable to your bottom line and tell you and work with you. And then more importantly, say, well, look, I realize it's not an off the shelf thing. It's a custom because everybody's unique in their yeah. operation. And if they're willing to do the customization to make it work for you, it's like, okay, you're a manager of people in your department. There's no book that you can get off the shelf that says, this is how you manage people, turn to page 12. No, no. no. <laughs> you have to know the psyche of each individual. What motivates John may not motivate Larry. Some people are motivated by the responsibility. Some just want the money. Some want this or that. But knowing that is important. So technology is really not an off-the-shelf thing. It's a thing that can be customized to make it work for your unique, diverse needs. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it important. And I, I think that's what owner operators want. I mean, looking you know, at the round table, all the executives, this is what they want. They want the experts in that field, in our field, to tell them what and work with them and listen listen and there's a difference between hearing and listening oh definitely yep people say oh i hear you well yeah no, you i, I yeah. hear too i hear all kinds of din but am i listening to you and there's a difference so i yeah. think that's uh and that gets into my professor type <laughs> stuff which you wanted to talk about okay fine we'll talk um but uh, yeah, you know, it's, I like to teach. Uh, it is really touching the future. Like uh, the late Krista McAuliffe uh, said of, sadly, yeah. she was spot on. You touch the future, you teach. And I think that, um, you know, teaching marketing is really, uh, it's ask, learn, inquire, participate, join, but not buy. Buy is sales. Marketing is more of the sizzle, not the steak. So if I say, John, I'm having a backyard barbecue and you come onto my deck out back and you use, <gasps> smell that, smell that aroma, listen to the sizzle. There could be a boot inside my grill. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not selling it. Yeah. <laughs> I got you interested. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, 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 but, you know, I like to educate because I think an educated uh, consumer is probably your best customer. So, you know, we've been talking about a lot of things and our time is about up. So if we, if you had to say, give, say three things that you wanted our listeners to take away from our chat today, what would those be, Larry? 
be afraid, be very afraid. No, 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 no. Um, 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 uh, socks first and shoes, no. Um, um, three things. One, I would say um, jump. And by, by that, I mean the pool will be full. If you take risks, you'll get rewarded. And I'm not saying that it's risky with kiosk and online ordering, but in general, um, being educated and then saying, hey, I want to be innovative. I want to be perceived as a thought leader. I want to be perceived. It does require some element of risk. And I would say, if you have the right partner in place, I would jump. Uh, because you will be rewarded. Um, number two would probably be um, listen to the voice of the customer. In this case, the customer is the end user, it's their consumers, and realize that one size does not fit all, that um, there's there are people who um, are used to and expect the same technology that they use off-prem, on-prem. So harness the power of technology uh, for your guests uh, and empower them with the ability to do what they already do. And number three is um, probably more philosophical. It's judge people by the content of their character. I like that. I like that, Larry. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're a very diverse community and we champion our diversity. And I think it all comes down to who we are at our core. It does. And, uh, if we judge people by the content of our character, I think we'll all uh, live well and prosper and or live long and prosper. Was that <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll live long know. and yeah. prosper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But but I think those are my uh, three things that I, okay. I will leave you with. So if if anyone wanted to, if any of our listeners or viewers wanted to get a hold of you to talk to you about our chat, how would they do that? I would, well, one, I would be honored. Uh, I will never say no because um, that's who I am. Uh, you don't have to be our client. You may not even be looking for point of sale solutions. Uh, you just may want to pick my brain about marketing or English, because I was an English professor, marketing professor and all that. And I know technology. Yeah, that's because I'm old. But um, why don't you reach out to me? You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me at... Uh, Larry.feel at pdqpos.com. PDQ meaning pretty darn quick. You like that, huh? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and um, or, or 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 you could give me a call here at the office, which our number is 877-968-6430. I'm an extension 189. You can call, you can text. You could email, you could you could get a string in a Dixie cup all the way from, <laughs> from Wisconsin, yeah. all the way from Wisconsin, and I'll hear you and I will 
listen, um, yeah, please. Um, um, I'd be more than happy to educate, help, talk, validate your processes and your thoughts. Uh, but uh, more importantly, um, I'd be happy to listen. Okay. Larry, it has been great talking with you. I've enjoyed the, the conversation and the uh, learned a lot. And, uh, you know, I would, you know, let's talk about having another interview here and, and uh, you know, the chat. I would love I to. am free in another hour so we can have, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, John, um, the pleasure is mine. I just want to, I just truly, truly want to say thank you to the entire GNL team. I know there are people behind the scenes, people in front of the scenes, uh, obviously Jeannie, whom I, I treasure, uh, Allison, you, there are so many others. I, 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 if I did mention my apologies, it takes a village. Uh, thank you for what you do. It matters to the community. It's very important. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And every time you put on Inagata de Vida, you can think of me. I do. I will. <laughs> Take care, Larry. It's been All great. Right, um, have a very wonderful, safe holiday season. You too. Have a wonderful new year. And we will talk soon, my friend. We will. Talk to you later, Larry. Bye. <laughs>